What's going on, everybody? You are on the sidelines with the sideline guys. I'm Chris. I'm Derek. And we are joined by a very special guest. Uh, I wanted to quickly give a nice introduction for our guy, Matt. Uh, you can Please, first of all, tell them where you can find all of your stuff and the podcast you do on OTS. And I'm really excited to have you here, man. Yeah, for sure. Well, they, like I said, uh, thank you again for having me. I really do appreciate it. Um, so in case you don't know me, I'm John's younger brother. Uh, we do a podcast, We Can Be Heroes, over here on OTS. Uh, I do a podcast with my best friend Peyton. That's uh, Boom Squad. And then uh, I do Realist co-host with Derek uh, and Bianca as well. So... I'm nice and busy over here, and then you can find me over on Instagram at Matt underscore T29. If you have any inquiries about, you know, being a guest on the podcast, any ideas uh, you want us to put forth into them, so uh, yeah, I'm 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 excited to be joining you guys, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to get into it. Heck yeah, man! That that portfolio is as diverse as it gets, and I just got to say real quick, I've been <laughs> I've been begging to get on Realish since the longest, man. I went to a film high school, okay. Oh. Let me in, coach. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to hey, say. Charge it to my head, not my heart. I keep forgetting about that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. But we will not forget to plug ourselves as well. So, Derek, please tell everyone where they can find your work at. Yes, sir. Uh, at Derek underscore OTS. That's D-E-R-R-I-C-K, the black way to spell it. Uh, and more so, just follow the brand at OTS Media Co. All social media platforms. Yes, sir. And OTS Media on YouTube. Do not forget to like, subscribe. Make sure you're checking out everything we have coming towards you because we have coverage on all things sports and all things lifestyle as well at LTS. So big, big things coming and really excited to continue to share in that. You could catch me at Negron MMA on Twitter. I'm four away from 400 followers uh, making that big push. So please yes, uh, send it over whenever you get that chance. And hey, you might be the 400th follower. Uh, thank you so much for all the support. And of course, you could check me out on the MMA archive and here <clears throat> on the sideline guys. So with all the pleasantries out of the way, we got a we got a jam-packed week here. Yes, so sir. off the top, it's only right that we get into our fantasy predictions. Um, I made a little uh, draft yesterday that I'm going to go over with you guys. Just get your thoughts on, on how I did and what my season's looking like. And then I know Matt... <laughs> has a big draft coming up real soon too. So we're going to talk strategy for first round, talk about in general, what those top 10 picks sort of look like and what to look for in fantasy. So that's all exciting stuff. Uh, so just to give you some background, this is actually the first league I've ever done that is non PPR. So it's just a standard league. Uh, you're not getting points per reception. Try to think about that when I was uh, yeah. considering who I was drafting and uh, their volume, I guess, because typically you're like, yeah, that guy's going to be getting the ball a lot, but that doesn't matter too much in uh, this sort of league. This is honestly probably one of the more competitive leagues I've been in. Um, everyone in this league is literally uh, <laughs> covers football in some capacity. A couple of them are beat writers for two different, um, the Bucks as well as the Giants. Uh, so a lot of a lot of hype there. I was nervous, um, and the liquid courage um, along the way too had me had me <laughs> shook. I'm not gonna lie. Towards yeah. the end, I was I was getting all sweaty, started stuttering, uh, but it was a great time, and I think I came out with a pretty dope team. I'm not gonna lie. So. Uh, let's get right into it, man. I'm going to say the bye weeks as well, because I made sure to <laughs> write them down as I was going, just so I didn't overlap on things. Um, but with my first round pick, don't shoot me. I was um, ninth out of 10, so right towards the end of the wheel. I went with Christian McCaffrey first. Uh, I know a lot of people are like, no, stay away. Uh, but I thought him still being there at that position and being mm -hmm. able to get 
his backup in a in a second, literally. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it would be a good a good look to sort of have him. And if hey, I try to draft the rest of the team in mind, like hey, this guy will probably be down week four. Uh, so try to get as much of a formidable team <laughs> around him as possible. Yeah. Uh, so I got McCaffrey round one, Najee Harris round two, yes. Kyle Pitts round three, Josh Allen round four. I started the the QB arms race. Uh, round five, I got Mike Williams. Round six, I got Brees Hall. Um, and I'm just not giving bye weeks at all. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, McCaffrey's 13, Najee's week nine, Kyle Pitts week 14, Josh Allen week seven. Mike Williams, week eight, Brees Hall, week 10, Darnell Mooney with the seventh pick. I thought that was a steal um, with uh, 14 as his bye week. I got Juju round eight, who also is week eight. Dalton Schultz, uh, formidable backup tight end at um, round number nine, with also the ninth week uh, bye week. And then Rashad Bateman, 10th pick, as well as 10th week bye week. Round 11, I got Trey Lance, um, high upside. I thought he was a steal there, too, as well. I mean, yeah, he was yeah. ranked much higher. Um, and then I got the Bucks defense from round 12, Naeem Hines at 13, Harrison Butker, my kicker from Kansas City, and then finally rounding it all out with Van Jefferson in round 15. Ooh. Uh, that sounds like a, a very <laughs> – who was, was anybody else drafting? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, like, like, what is going on here? It's Van a ten-team Jefferson. league. It's a ten-team league, so I, I, I gave okay. him that. But, but Van Jefferson is—is is he not? Is he? Um, I forgot what happened to him. But isn't he, isn't he hurt? I I believe so, but it's not throughout the duration of the season. So I figured okay, you have a little up. stash. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Low. Low. Uh, low risk. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. I, I'm kind of like astonished when he said Darner. When he said you, you had Darner Mooney and Juju Smith-Schuster, mm-hmm. uh, and Trey Lance available at those particular spots, I was shocked. Yeah, those are huge steals. Oh, um, that, that's that's a good team. Dangle. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. about it. I'm a little nervous though because like as I was drafting, I was like, this looks like a fucking dynasty team. Like, <laughs> like I'm like getting all yeah. young players. Uh, but I, I think everyone should be pretty productive. Um, I, I'm really looking at Brees Hall. I feel like if Brees Hall cooks uh the way everyone's sort of saying he will, yeah. Um, I think I got a real good shot to win this league for sure. So looking forward oh, to Oh yeah. 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 No, that's good. Um is this this is on which platform? NFL.com. Okay. Okay. Did they yep. give you um? Did they give you a draft uh grade? Uh, I have not checked. I, I got to look okay. into that. Okay. Because all the picks were inputted by the commissioner, so I oh gotcha. Didn't even put the team in, so uh, okay. but I'll definitely check on that. Uh, but yeah, that that was the team. I'm really looking forward to um week one dude it's crazy i have a couple different drafts happening in the next two days yeah, and i'm yeah, realizing yeah. slowly i'm like you know the mix of dynasty and ppr leagues and stand like it, it it's hard to keep track of like you gotta yeah. you gotta really have a focused intent um when dealing with uh sort of keeper leagues versus just these one-off one-year leagues mm-hmm. uh so trying to shift my mindset as we move forward but with all that being said, Matt, could you please run us through sort of what your situation is for your draft coming up, and we'll try to doctor it as best as we can. Yeah, so, uh, so let me preface this by saying uh, I have never done fantasy before, so this is my first experience going in. Uh, my brother, my brother Angel, was kind enough to uh, allow me to co-own a team with him, 
uh, just so I know that she had to pay the consequences of losing uh, the league itself. Um, so, you know, going in, I was obviously very nervous. I understood the concept of PPR. Uh, I understood, you know, the, how players are valued, obviously. How you had to consider their production is going to be much different than it was in the season prior. So basically common sense stuff. Um, and so our thoughts going into it was, you know, we're looking to draft the running back first, go wide receiver, uh, because we'll be the 10th pick. So, um, I, chances are this video will be published after we do our draft tomorrow, but I was going to say, all right, that our plan is to draft Barkley round one, um, which is risky. Um, and so it's what Chris was saying with Christian McCaffrey, uh, there's a chance that he'll be out by week four, um, from some accidental injury of some kind but if you sort of look at his interviews recently and i know a lot of experts who have been at the giants training camp has said he's looked much better recently um i do see him going back to his 2019 form again but that is dependent on him making sure that or really the giants making sure that they give him you know the right place to where he isn't going to injure himself um because it's it's risky. I mean, you draft someone who, uh, with that kind of history, you know, um, but I think I feel confident. We feel confident enough that, you know, it'll be the right decision in the end. So let me ask you something. Why not? Why not go with like Najee Harris with the first pick and then go wide receiver second? Well, we're taking that into account because truth be told, we have no idea what everyone else is planning. I mean, Yo, what's your order for running back, though? Like, because if, if if Saquon is not there, which he like all likelihood he will be, <laughs> but <laughs> if he, and th is this is a ten team league, yeah, it's a ten team. 10 okay, team. We're, so, so we're the last pick. Okay, so if he's not, if he's not there, uh, what's your second? So like, was our fallback like our yeah. our? So it's difficult because we, we're just waiting for someone to make like the one mistake. mistake. Yeah, and we're gonna capitalize on it. So we're willing to forgo not getting a running back if that means getting two great receivers back to back. Okay, that was you know okay. what I mean. That's so that's, that's sort of what our plan is currently, right? So in the event that Barkley isn't available, so for whatever reason drafts him number one overall, mm -hmm. that's fine because chances are they literally gave up an opportunity to get a quote unquote better player, right? Or mm -hmm. in their eyes, a player that has better upside, mm -hmm. you know by not having injuries or just not being on the Giants in general. Yeah. So <laughs> respectfully. Um, so that's sort of our mindset is getting into it. Um, and I, I think Chris was alluding to it before too. It's very difficult to know what people are thinking, mm -hmm. right? And one move that seems idiotic from our end turns out to be some brilliant decision that wins in the league. You know, yeah, yeah. Th that's the scary part. Because we yeah. really don't know what to expect. So that's sort of, you know, we're just going to be improvising on the fly and keeping a list of every single NFL player around just so we're keeping track of, you know, who's available, what kind of skills are our, uh, come our pick, mm -hmm. things like that. So it's, awesome. it's nerve-wracking, though. <laughs> and I just want to say, yeah, this is the first time drafting. So just to give you an idea of sort of some of the trends, I think every year I notice this where – it really everyone starts off with the RBs typically yes, like yes. the first five picks are generally the best five running backs available. And I'm going to um, once I'm done with this little diatribe, I'm going to give the top 20 just so that we have an idea of where everybody falls. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I would say the best sort of strategy 
um, in draft in general, especially with the 10th pick is like, you can have a strategy, but it really doesn't matter. Like when, once it starts, yeah. like you're yeah. ready to let go of it all because generally um, the trends are big in fantasy. So mm-hmm. if someone, if someone jumps, like I noticed this yesterday, for example, I was the first person at round four. I was all the way at um, the ninth pick. So I knew it was going to be a while till it got back to me yeah. and the odds of Josh Allen still being around when I got mm-hmm. my next pick were slim to none. Yeah. Uh, so I figured I'll be the first person to draft the quarterback. I'm getting on top of it. And literally in the next round, six QBs went. So yeah. Yeah. once that arms race starts, you want, you kind of want to be ahead of it as best as possible. And I sure. think the best way to tell or anticipate if that QB race will happen quicker or not is mm-hmm. if you're in a one or two QB league. So our, are you in uh is it a super flex league where you have two QBs or is it just a one QB league? Yeah, so we're in a, we're actually in a two QB league. Um I can give you the breakdown real quick. Uh, that's big. That's big. For context. Um my fault if I can just add the pool up real quick. You're good. Uh, uh, while you do that, I'm just gonna give the t- the top 20 draft board uh just so you could get an idea. But I think in QB leagues it's much different because obviously a lot of those stats um tend to weigh heavy on having a good QB. Mm-hmm. So like this top 20 doesn't even have a QB listed. Um, but in your league, I think it's very possible that by the time you pick either um one of the big QBs gets picked by mm-hmm. the time and and that gives you honestly more room mm-hmm. to to get a good rb and potentially get a good qb round um one since you have the wheel uh so here's the top 20 as listed on uh roto so it's jonathan taylor at one cooper cup at two which i think is a little surprising uh justin jefferson at three austin eckler at four christian mccaffrey at five dalvin cook at six Derrick Henry at seven. I disagree with all of this. Derrick yeah. Henry should be above McCaffrey for sure. For sure. Um, Jamar Chase at eight. Joe Mixon at nine. Stephon Diggs at 10. Alvin Kamara at 11. Travis Kelsey at 12. Saquon Barkley at 13. Najee Harris at 14. Flip that 100%. Mm-hmm. I think Najee should probably be towards the 11th um, pick, if anything. Uh, Aaron Jones at 15, C.D. Lamb at 16. I think that's a little bit of a reach, uh, yeah. but Dakota got to get the ball to somebody, so I, I don't know. <laughs> um, Devontae Adams at 17, DeAndre Swift at 18, which I actually like. Um, playoff Lenny at 19, and then Javante Williams, who I'm just going to say this right now. If, jo- if you're at your third pick, so you already did your wheel, it comes back, and Javante Williams is still available, you pick him up. Like immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's another guy who's getting a lot of buzz at that RB spot that's a little slept on um, that I think you could get some good value for if he's still there come round three. Yeah. Uh, but please, whenever you're ready, let us know what the specifics of your league is. Yeah, so from the looks of it, it's going to be, yeah, just, a, just as I described, it's going to be two QBs, uh, two wide receivers, two running backs, a tight end, a wide receiver and tight end flex, a super flex, and then kickers defense. So that should be. So that's a three QB league. God, I've never yeah. played that league before. Yeah. That sounds yeah, yeah. that sounds lit. I'm not going to lie. That sounds lit. Yeah, yeah. So 100%, there's going to be a QB arm race early. Yeah. So you might yeah. be able, I would, yeah, if I were you, given that you have, exactly, given that you have the wheel, I would probably go for the best available RB and then the best available QB. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just see where things fall when you get the pick uh, again. Yeah, yeah, because I, I think somebody like Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, etc., like they're going to be taking out almost easy for sure. Right and, and, and if so. you're lucky enough that nobody does, like you be that first person. Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, we're like I said, we're looking just for that one mistake to happen. 
mm-hmm. and we're capitalizing on it right away. Um, and even getting yeah. someone like Jalen Hurts or Trey Lance, someone who has that dual, you know, that dual their capability. I mean, mm-hmm. that helps that helps you big time. Yeah. So, you know, we're keeping an eye out on everything, yeah. everything. My my draft uh, this week, um, my strategy was similar to yours, Chris, because my picks were always kind of like far out. I had the second overall pick. Mm-hmm. So my my strategy was kind of just like looking to see what's the best value I can get. So my my strategy kind of like, and I don't like saying this, but I'll, I'll tell you on here, like my strategy kind of like fluctuates year to year because you don't know, like sometimes, God, even saying like, like you know, you could wait on a QB, like a few years back, that was, that was like, that really wasn't the, the the biggest thing. There was people that were getting QBs like around round two or three, depending on how many people you have in your league. Um, and now you don't see it. You don't see QBs go to like four or five. Mine, I actually, <laughs> I'll just give you a couple of my top five picks. My first pick was Cooper Cup. Second was DeAndre Swift. Third was Justin uh, Herbert. Fourth was Juju. Fifth was Darren Waller. So That's solid, yeah. Yeah, so I had to go wide receiver, running back, QB, wide receiver, tight end, and then come back around. Then I picked up Chase Edmonds for my backup, uh, for my uh, second uh, RB. And then, yeah, I mean, and then I had to get defense early. I got Buffalo at seven with the seventh pick, I mean, seventh right. round. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, it's weird because um, your strategy is always different depending on your position, the league that you're playing in, and, like, what you're – with your goals, especially if you're not in, if you're not in a dynasty league, like, do you trade? Do you guys trade uh, picks? I love trading picks. If I'm if I'm in a dynasty league, I tend to try to stay away from it. Yeah. Um. Unless I, I unless I could flee somebody, like I've yeah. seen a couple times where people <laughs> send me trade requests, and I'm like, okay, you want to yeah. move up a couple spots in this round, but you're gonna give me two picks later on. Like I'll yeah. take it. Yeah. Um. But yeah. for the most part, I try to like I don't make offers. Like um, if people are coming to me with offers, I'll entertain them. Yeah. Um. But I know that you said um, Matt, that someone was offering you the second pick. I'm curious if this is if this is a um. Oh, yearly man. league how how can you even go about trading picks like how does that work um i refuse stamina <laughs> 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 um yeah no but in all seriousness though i think like i i never like at least in terms of fantasy i never understood why someone would tra- i understand if like you're right down the middle mm. right and then maybe you, you kind of want to sway on one end of the spectrum or the other but in the case of being the tenth pick, I mean, you get back-to-back picks, and yeah, it may take a little while before it comes back into fruition again. But I mean, the odds of every single person choosing that top-tier player—that's mm. someone's going to be left. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like regardless, there are going to be players left out anyways. Oh, for so sure. Why you know? So why sacrifice? You know, not gain that back to those back-to-back picks. You know. When you're just going to be stuck right behind number one, anyways. So you, you know? prefer the back to back. You want, oh, you I prefer being that. one or the other. Okay, yeah, okay. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah. that I mean, that's just me. I mean, again, is it's it varies so yeah. often. I mean, I think I've 
like I said, I'm getting like a bit more used to fantasy despite this being my first time and looking into mm-hmm. it more. But like, mm-hmm. it's so it's so different, and you really cannot account for what people are going to do. Yeah, you no, know, like you know, I, you know, when I love to tough. actually trade picks though, mm-hmm. is when um, uh, my favorite time of the season to do it is if I already know I'm 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 out, like I know. If I know by like week seven or eight, like if I have some guys that are injured and it's just the record is just not looking good, I'm automatically going on a sale. Like mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to next year already because it's like I've had that. I had that, that happened to me like two or three years ago where I was just like, nah, this is not. It's not. <laughs> it ain't not working out. <laughs> it ain't happening this year. Got a yeah, tank. Yeah. Got a tank. Go ahead and tank. And so, um, you know, I went ahead and you know took the jet strategy, uh, and 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 went for it. Just just tanked it and and um some people see it depends on your on your commissioner too right like there are some some leagues where the where the draft if you trade the 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 pick like it will save the information for the next for the next year but sometimes depending on how the how the league is set up is it sometimes doesn't save so you have to keep track of it the league that i was in i had to keep track of it <laughs> So the very next year, I'm like, yo, yeah, like you need a draft. This is my pick right here, bro. Like, we not we don't not, forget. We not we not <laughs> playing that right there. I make sure the commissioner knew and everything. Like, I needed my pick. So um that's one of the things that if you if you have if your season is almost done early, draft trade those trade, trade, get get a pick. Trade your best asset to get a pick. Because oh, yeah. next the next season you're is is it'll set you up for for success, you know. Especially when you see people who are like on the cusp of uh winning the championship that year. Those are my favorite people to pick out. If I'm not if I'm not in the race. This year I'm not trading, bro. Like I I, I messed myself up last year by by uh being sweet talked. I had Devontae Adams and Cooper Cup. In a dynasty league? No. PPR. Oh, okay, PPR, yep. Yeah. I had I had them. And uh, I got sweet talked because I think I had uh, Travis Kelsey. I got sweet talked into trading uh, Cooper Cup for Patrick Mahomes, and then I flipped. I think I flipped Devonte for someone else. Um, I remember to, this actually. I was we talked so about this live hurt, when bro. it happened. Yeah, I was because it so seemed hurt. like a good trade, but it yeah, did. you got finessed. Yeah, I got oh, I got fleeced, bro. Like that, <laughs> that mess. That yeah. So this year, I'm kind of like sitting back. I've already got. Right after we uh, did that draft, I already got two offers. Mm. So I'm like, nah, I'm not from the same guy that fleeced me last year. No, no, sir, <laughs> no, sir, not me, not again. No. They know something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. Matt, I, I don't think we clarified. Is that a dynasty league or is that a just a one season league, like a standard PPR? Uh, I think it's a standard PPR. Okay, uh, perfect. So there's no need no need to think sort of moving forward. For me with Dynasty, that's the biggest one. Like I never even yeah. heard of them allowing people to trade in standard leagues. So that's that's yeah, yeah, really yeah. interesting. That yeah. that's probably why you had to keep keep track of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah it's yeah, it's complicated. <laughs> for sure, yeah. for sure. My my main advice though versus sort of uh dynasty versus uh just standard one-off leagues is like your strategy is going to change no matter what based on your pick 
Oh yeah. So like, don't don't fall in love with whatever's gonna like whatever plan you had. Mm -hmm. uh, just always be considering value and what is the most important thing, and just staying ahead of those trends. Like For the sure. last thing you want is to be. Even with like, even towards the end of the draft, like you don't mm -hmm. want to be the the last person to realize that oh shit, it's time to get a defense. Like, because yeah, because yeah, yeah. by the time everyone is already like, once that once that clock gets set off and someone mm -hmm. does that first one, mm -hmm. it's safe to assume in the next six or seven picks, three more defenses are gonna go too. Yes. So it's like yes. always trying to stay ahead of those curves. In my case, in that draft that I did uh, yesterday. Um, my first three picks, I, I shorted up. I got, I didn't even get a receiver yet. I, I just got two uh, running backs and um, a tight end that I think mm. has really good upside. Uh, but from there, immediately, nobody has picked a QB yet. And all the big name wide receivers are off the board. So yeah. I already, in my mind, I'm like, I don't have room to get somebody like uh, Keenan Allen or something like that. Mm. Um, so let me just uh, crack the seal, be the first person to get a quarterback, and then have the what I think is the best value quarterback for this season mm -hmm. and then move on and let the chaos ensue from there. Because now, so so think about it theoretically like this. I could have picked the best available wide receiver with the fourth pick. Probably mm -hmm. wouldn't have gotten Josh Allen. But once I cracked that seal, now mm -hmm. everyone has their mind on the QB spot. So I could probably still end up with the same best ranked wide receiver left, oh, yeah. even though... Um, I waited for, for the next pick to come around. So yeah. um, if you could stay ahead of those trends and not find yourself in the middle of them, um, you're, you're going to put yourself in a really good spot. And that pick specifically, like being closer to the wheel um, mm -hmm. and having the opportunity to have two picks really lets you set the tone of the draft as it goes back up. For sure. Um, Cause it's going to take a while for your pick to come back around. Like there's going to yeah. be 20 picks once you, once you do your two. Mm -hmm. um, so really, Honestly, with the once once I do my pick and I'm towards the wheel, I don't even really like. Not that I'm not paying attention to who people are picking, but I'm not paying attention to who I'm picking mm -hmm. until it's back around. Like once it's back around, then I make my strategy. Because uh, best available is always a good way to sort of look at it. Yeah. Um, but best available a lot of the times doesn't work out schedule wise with it your team. It does. By weeks, these are all things you got to consider when you're picking who your backups are and who your second uh, RB or wide receiver is. Mm -hmm. You don't want to double up on those weeks because then literally you're just saying week 10, I'm, I'm going to lose. And yeah. you don't want to put yourself yeah. in that spot. See, and that, that's the one thing for me, like when when I do make my pick and I know there's a gap between my next pick, um, I'm already kind of like prioritizing who I'm going to who I'm going to get position and how many at those positions that I will realistically be able to get with my pick. And uh, that's, that's my thing. But again, one of the biggest things you have to, you, you should look at is like, which position is the deepest because that'll allow you to also know what moves to make or what moves to not make. Right. Cause then like, again, like QB, if you if you QB is kind of deep, but if you're talking about like the bigger names, like of course you can wait till about like round four or five before, depending on your on your position at that point, who you're gonna get. Mm -hmm. So you know that it's still deep enough that you can get someone that's quality, maybe maybe just not like a big name. Like it may not be Tom Brady, it may not be Aaron Rodgers, but you can still get like a Jalen Hurts or justin herbert like those two guys could still be available before those guys uh 
before, I mean, you know, even when those guys are taken off the board. Yeah, so. and I just want to caution you, Matt, because that is such sound advice, Derek. But it doesn't even apply to you. Like I know that sounds yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that that makes sense for leagues where you only have one QB and then you yeah. have a backup. But it's not that, even yeah. like you're playing two QBs. Like yeah. most of the time, um, just just do the math with mm-hmm. a ten a ten team league, three QBs. There's thirty two teams. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to be in the position where your third QB is someone like Geno Smith, respectfully. Like you don't want to be in a position like that because in super flex leagues, like a big chunk of your points is coming from your QB. So that makes your QB spot much more valuable than it would be in a standard league. Like the one I drafted in yesterday, where it's one QB starting every week. So you, you want to get a good QB. Don't get me wrong, but Mm -hmm. in a, in a, in a league like that, it's rare that, um, sort of the top 10 QBs are off the board by round seven. Like that's super rare because there's no reason to have um, sort of a backup QB that early for your league. That's completely not the case. Like every, it's going to be your arms race early. So try to get out ahead of it and, and consider the value that's left. Cause like you said, there's going to be blunders there. There's going to be people that are prioritizing QBs. I would say, given that you have the wheel, no matter what you have to pick one. Because by the time it comes mm. back around, it's going to be even more scarce. Yeah. Um, but yeah. considering that other people are going to be picking QBs, that leaves you open to having a good RB or a good wide receiver. I personally, what, what sort of as a rule of thumb, I always say go with RBs first because generally receiver is a much deeper position yeah. um, than RB. And if you get a quality starter, even if they're not um, – for example, Brees Hall, he's sharing a lot of touches, but he's a quality starter. Mm-hmm. To have that as my third option versus mm-hmm. um, that being my second option, even like that is a huge difference. Um, so yeah. just trying to identify, like you said, Derek, um, start to steal your thunder, but just taking um, into account which um, position has the most depth currently in the draft and which matters the most. Yeah. Um in your league, the fact that you have like two QBs and a super flex is insane, bro. Like I never even heard of that. I've so that that sounds like dope. That, that sounds I, dope. Yeah. I've always played standard, so I've never played one like that. That's so intriguing. Yeah. Like, I've done two QB leagues and there's like no point of getting a backup. Like because yeah. you have your two QBs and you're trying to get as much value as you can out of all the other ones. The fact that you're forced into getting a backup, because with the super flex, you don't have to play a third QB. But mm-hmm. if you if you're facing someone that has three quality QBs, like you really put yourself in a bad position. So because that's happens, 60 points off rip, generally, what, right? What happens what happens if uh you're playing a, a two QB league and uh you have both guys on same bye week you tapped out that week <laughs> that's it because <laughs> you're, you're done you could pick oof. up people like yeah. I, I know especially with uh the injury um waivers i know a lot of people give mm-hmm. injury reserve spots which is really good yeah. i would say take yeah, advantage of those matt whenever yeah. you get a chance because it allows you to keep a deeper roster than you generally would for the exact same value like you're, you're not losing your player but you get to add on more um, so I would say in leagues like that, where QBs are such a, a valued commodity, um, people like, um, why am I forgetting his name? Uh, Jacoby Brissett become much more valuable yes. because yeah. generally nobody's going to draft him. N- nobody in a standard league. Nobody's drafting Jacoby Brissett in a league like yours. Here, though. 
for sure because he's getting yeah. that he's forced into playing 11 games like yeah. you know he's starting he's got some good receivers around him am i saying go out there and get him no <laughs> but yeah. i'm saying him yeah. as a player is much more valuable in a league like yours than it would in the league that i drafted yesterday yeah because there's no way you get to that end of the depth chart in qb but yeah. in your league 100 percent, that's going to happen so i would say First round, just anticipate that you're going to get a good QB no matter what. Like, you're at least going to get a top five QB. Um, but no matter what, from there, it's about picking the best value you guys think about whoever is left at RBO wide receiver. And generally, like, for example, if Justin Jefferson's still there and there's good RBs, I would get Justin Jefferson personally. Because yeah, I feel like good. he might lead the league in, in um, yards this year. But at the same time, if there is someone like a Najee Harris still left on the board, like I would 100% go for that because, you know, in their offense, they're going to be relying on him a lot. A, B, um, I think both uh, Trubisky and um, Kenny Pickett, right? That's his name. Um, they, they both have been sort of giving him a lot of receptions in preseason, too. So you're seeing yeah. that trend. Uh, yeah. It's a PPR league for you. So um, it's always better. That's why Austin Eckler is ranked so high too. Like he's mm -hmm. someone that gets mm -hmm. involved in the passing game as well. So those are all things to consider as far as value. Um, but make sure you get that QB early because it's going to be crazy. The, the the fire sale on QBs are going to be wild. Yeah. Yeah. Now I apologize for my ignorance here. So oh. one of your players goes on a bye week, right? Are you allowed to set one of your bench players in, in his spot just for the week? Is that yes, but okay. you can't you can't um sub people though. So you need to have a deep enough bench to afford that. Mm -hmm. So you're gonna like you don't want to put yourself in a position in a league like yours where you only are holding two QBs, um because once one of them go on a bye week, now you're fa potentially facing another team that has three QBs with one QB, yeah. and like mm -hmm. that's the worst position to put yourself in. So really pay attention to those bye weeks, especially with the different positions. It doesn't matter as much, for example, if you're one of your QBs and one of your wide receivers have the same bye week, but just you have to keep that in mind for the, the rest of your sort of positional depth because sure. you don't want to put yourself in a position where it's like, oh, week seven looks terrible for me because I'm losing out on my best receiver and my best quarterback. Right. Um. But at the same time, too, though, you put yourself in a tough spot because there there are times where you're looking at the board and it's like, yeah, I don't want to have two people that have the same bye week, but Najee Harris is much better right, yeah. than my second best option, so yeah. I might as well get him. Um, yeah. So there's always little things like that to consider that could change your decision. Um, but I would say the value is king. Always see, just try to consider what's the best value. That happened to me last year. Um, I believe I had Josh Allen and Justin Herbert uh justin herbert was my backup qb of course um but i had them i think they both had the same bye week so what i ended up having to do like throughout before the bye week happened i think it was around seven or eight monitor it and make sure i could flip one of those guys before the before the before the uh before the bye week because i knew i could get value it's just that they were they're both there why am I going to miss out on getting a, a quality backup? <laughs> right. That's with that's with any position yeah. though. Like keep make sure if you have that bye week that is the same, it is a good idea to still pick up the 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 best available uh, player. But if you have the ability to trade and flip him for two really good players that fill gaps in at different positions, it's it's still that's still strategy uh, to utilize as well. Yeah. 
like yesterday's draft, a great example of that. I didn't pick up a receiver until round five, but yeah. I got five receivers in the next 10 rounds. So yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. you, you gotta, you gotta be aware <laughs> yeah. of what you need and when yeah. you need it for, yeah. for, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and setting yourself up early to say, you know, I got a QB and I got an RB already. Like you're in a safe position. Yeah. If you end up with a wide receiver first, the upside is really good. Like, don't get me wrong. They're going to, they're going to ball out uh, if mm -hmm. you're getting them with that kind of pick. But at the same time, you're putting yourself in a position now at running back where you already know that this is the <clears throat> scarcest position in the league. Yeah. So if you're, if you're falling behind on the RB arms race, immediately, I would say if you end up going QB and wide receiver first round, you should try to double up next time on RBs because mm -hmm. by the time it comes around for your sixth pick, you're going to be drafting long shots and hoping that they end up in a productive position. Right. Um, so it, it, your strategy really does change after that first round because you're you're at the wheel. Like it's a really good position to be in. I argue that yeah. it's the best position in draft. It's better than the first pick because all it yeah. takes is an injury to mess up your whole draft if you get mm -hmm. the first pick. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. um, with ten, with that tenth pick, you or or twelfth, whatever ends up be, may being for the wheel, it literally puts you in a position to dictate your own draft. Yeah. You get to decide what position you're putting yourself in. Mm -hmm. But once it comes back around, you need to address that. Cause if you yeah. don't, and then you're like, let me get two more receivers. <laughs> then you're going to be starting people that are probably backups. So yeah, most definitely. Well, do you have any other questions? I feel like we just bombarded you for the last 30 no, minutes. You know, I've kind, of kind of just been taking in all of his uh, information. Um, damn. Yeah, this, this is about to be. Uh, this is this is realer than you thought, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Interesting day. yeah. No, but I appreciate it though because you know I wasn't expecting this to be uh, an easy road, right? I mean, mm. yeah, this is about to be uh, a session full of rage, uh, stress, uh, temporary happiness. <laughs> uh, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward sure. to it. Yeah, and the it's best part fun. too is. It doesn't work out. You just blame your brother. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I was experienced. You know, I never watched football before. You know what I mean? I, I... Legit, legit, yes, awesome. Uh... So now, uh, let's move on because we've got a lot to cover this week. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, we left you guys hanging on the NFC South and the NFC West last week, so we're gonna finish up our previews, just giving you guys who we think um, is gonna win the division, of course, and what everyone's records are gonna be looking like. Um, when it comes the end of the season. So let's start things off in the NFC South with the Atlanta Falcons. Um, this is an interesting team to follow. I'm not going to lie. This is, if you ask me, this is the all Madden team right here because they they aren't in a position to be a great team. Uh, but offensively, I think they're in a really good position. And that side of the rebuild is much more advanced than the defensive side of it. Uh, but some notable acquisitions, obviously getting Marcus Mariota to be their starter in the meantime, while their rookie QB is getting as many reps as possible. Cordero Patterson re-signed, which is great news for them. And as far as other notables, I'm trying to find um, Jake Matthews getting that um, offensive line shored up is a great addition to the team, as well as Casey Hayward, a good uh, corner to come and uh, fill some of those holes that they had last year. Obviously re-signed their kicker, who I would argue is one of the best in the league in Young Ho Koo. Um, so a lot of good moves, putting themselves in a position uh, to be a little bit better than last year. Uh, they do have some really standout uh, subtractions as well. 
with uh, Matt Ryan obviously being traded to the Colts, uh, Mike Davis going to the Ravens, Russell Gage going to the Buccaneers, Calvin Ridley is suspended, so that's a big blow for them. Hayden Hurst going to the Bengals, which I think he's a sleeper tight end too. He is, um, he is. And what else? Um, these last uh, sort of defensive moves, losing two of their corners to the Texans and uh, their safety, Deron Harmon, to the Raiders. So there is a lot of turnover, especially on the defensive side of the ball for the the Falcons. Uh, but I think they're going to be a fun team to watch this year, man. They, the the story of Corderell Patterson last year was the main mm. sort of um, newsworthy uh, story when it came to them. But I feel like their offense with Drake London, with Kyle Pitts, and eventually if the rookie QB ends up starting, I think uh, they're building towards something really exciting. Fortunately, though, I don't think that does much for them this year. Um, <laughs> so they they didn't do as bad as many people thought last year, but I'm going to put them at 6 and 11. <sighs> what was the record last year? I'm trying to find it. Oh, hold up. 6 and uh, 7 and 10 last year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 6. I think 6 is probably the max it can get. This, sure. this this is a crazy schedule. Like they're starting off against the Saints this, in week one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. That's not gonna be it. <laughs> I have them. Um, yeah, I I do six and eleven. I just I can't say I feel have enough confidence in their defense to really support them. I think Kyle yep. Pitts and Drake London are really going to um mask a lot of holes that offense does have. Because their O-line, at least to my understanding, didn't receive a significant upgrade. Um, I can, of course, double-check to see if they drafted any guards, etc. But even then, it, it, assuming they did put them in immediately as starters, I don't see a reality where, you know, with the schedule, they can develop into, you know, uh, the top players in their respective positions. But defensively, I mean, that front seven is abysmal. It's It's awful. Uh, I mean, like, no disrespect, but it's just their inability to get to the quarterback, um, not coming through with sacks, and really your best pieces on defense are your two corners, and A.J. Durrell and, oh, my goodness, I forget uh, his other name. Uh, was it Casey Hayward, if I'm not mistaken? Yep. You know, it's it's tough. It's tough. I mean, I say they come away with, you know, uh, some divisional wins, maybe one against the Panthers possibly one against the Saints if they're lucky enough. Uh because those games, you know, usually go one way or the other. But yeah. It's a tough road ahead of them. I mean yeah. Um good luck. <laughs> good luck. What's your final <laughs> prediction numbers wise for their win total? Uh I, I do six and eleven. Six and eleven. I do I do six and eleven. Yeah we all got them taking a little step back this season. Uh but it makes sense. I think everyone in their Ooh. division um, Bucks sort of stood the same, but everyone else in the division really took a step forward, uh, which obviously forces some regression there. They might not get six, bro. <laughs> this schedule is crazy. They got Saints, Rams, Seahawks, Browns, Buccaneers, Niners, Bengals, Panthers, Chargers, Panthers, Bears, Commanders, Steelers, bye week, Saints, Ravens, Cardinals, Buccaneers. They might win four. Hey, put me at four. <laughs> yeah, that's four. why. That's a hard schedule. Man, Wait, they were competitive uh, last year. They, they not were. As, not that hard of a schedule, but. Yeah, but you got. To keep in mind. You got Marcus Mariota as your quarterback, right? Not saying like he's he's trash, but that is a step back from Matt Ryan. 
really though? Is it really? Did we see Matt I, Ryan last season? Like, I, I, Matt Ryan I mean, was playing terribly, bro. Right, right. But in fairness, yeah. who's really operating behind one of the worst offensive lines in the league? That's that's my know, point. He's that, really Matt Ryan's going to ball out this year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's another sneaky pick as well. Just just saying, fantasy wise, he yeah, actually went the fifteenth yeah. round yeah. yesterday in, in mine. So, um, consider that since it's a much deeper QB league for you. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Four, four and thirteen is your final number, Derek. I'm going four. Yeah, nice. And that's like two. I think that he they might get they might get the uh, Panthers and Saints later in the season on their second matchup. So. And that's hoping that that, that, hoping. that they can do that. That's, yes. That's, <laughs> yeah. they, don't have, they don't have a bye week until week 14. Mm, yep. Yep. Those are always tough. That's always tough, tough, man. Yeah. I don't know. Well, let's go to their competition, man. Uh, next up, next up, <laughs> Carolina Panthers. Um, make some big acquisitions, obviously, getting Baker Mayfield in that trade. Um Resigning DJ Moore is big. Uh, mm-hmm. Just shoring up what they already had there. Um, trying to see what other notable moves they had. Uh, resigning Dante Jackson. Um, Xavier Woods is a good move. Um, picking up that safety, and that's about it as far as the positives. Uh, there, there is some negatives, but this is one of the shorter lists, honestly. Um, obviously, losing Cam Newton, he's still unsigned. Amir Abdullah went to the Raiders. Morgan Fox to the Chargers, Daquan Jones went to the Bills, which I think is probably the more significant one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jermaine Carter Jr. went to the Chiefs, and then Hassan Reddick going to the Eagles, which is also very big, and and Stephon Gilmore going to the Colts. Um, so lost some of what they had on defense. I'm a fan of their front seven, though. I yeah. think that even with what they lost, they have a lot of young talent, uh, mm-hmm. which is going to make them better. I, I like this team, man. I think if... This is a hot take, but I think if Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy, like I think this team, they're not going to be on a crazy run to the playoffs or anything like that. But I think they could put themselves in a position where they're they're really in a solid position to get a um, a wild card spot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I'm I'm finding a hard time picking the exact number right here, but I think I'm going to go nine and eight for the Panthers. That's oh. what I was thinking. They're not because McCaffrey is definitely going to. I believe he'll be there a lot more than he was last year. They're not doing. They're not winning five games. Yeah. He was like we we talked about this last last year. McCaffrey being there and not being there was the biggest difference on their offense last year. And that's when you that's with Sam Darnold at QB. That's with Cam Newton at QB. It did not matter who was back there. You needed McCaffrey there because he's a, he's a great blocker. So. He looks great as always at the beginning of every preseason, you know. But I'm gonna go nine too. There's there's no way they they I don't think they win less than that. Ah, I got you. And the reason why I'm flipping out right now, let's let's say it. Last season, you and I Mm -hmm. made a very nice bet. The bet involved one Baker Mayfield. Because oh, we were talking about Dang. whether or not, yes, that. yes, we were oh, talking about whether or yeah. not Baker Mayfield is a formidable quarterback, right? Yeah. And you are an avid, um, what, what, why am I blanking on his name now? I got too excited. I'm blanking yeah, on his name. Um, no, it wasn't Cam. Cap. Cap. So yeah. we were talking about Kaepernick and 
the chances that he ends up on a roster oh, this yeah. season. Obviously, yeah, 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 he yeah. ended up in talks um, and visiting a couple different organizations, yeah. trying out for them. Um, but the 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 bet was that before it's all said and done, he's like, damn. <laughs> That Baker Mayfield will play in a playoff game before Kaepernick gets signed to an NFL team. And and in the moment, that sounded like such an easy bet for you to make, because obviously um, they were they were in a position. It seemed like he was going to get signed by someone to be a backup QB. Uh, but now, uh, hey, yeah, you, you just this. admitted that I'm in a good spot for Baker Mayfield to make the playoffs this year. And we're going to have some Cowboy merch somewhere back there uh, if this all works out. <laughs> that That depends on on McCaffrey. Yeah, it does entirely. Again, honestly, I, I like. I think it's possible they can get to the playoffs for sure, but if McCaffrey's not there, you're gonna pretty much have like a repeat of last year where it was like there's so much hope for this team, and then they fall short of that expectation. The blocking is gonna be hard, but people yeah. were really dismissing the fact that Baker Mayfield has been playing hurt the last two seasons. He <laughs> has been, and I, I think there's room right. for improvement there. He has been playing hurt the last two seasons, but you're not going to sit here and tell me. Healthy Cam with 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 healthy McCaffrey would not have the same result or better than what Baker Mayfield is going to have this year. I disagree. I, I disagree. I, <laughs> I'll say this one, though. It's a new, it's a new system. All right. I'm going to maybe this is a hot take. Cam Newton was never elite. It's real hot. Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Never? Never. Never. I watched his man, men play back in 2020, and I watched his highlights, and there's nothing about his QB play that is remotely impressive in in today's NFL. Back in 2015, his MVP year, you can make a strong argument that, yeah, he was dominating on the field. But he's not that fast. His accuracy is all over the place. And to be frank, he isn't that best of a decision. He's not that good of a decision maker on the field. He's never been hold elite. Hold on, hold on. At hold on, all. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So, never been elite. He's never been elite. But he's the MVP of that season. Because of the QB, because of the QB play being much different back then. Well, that's a different. That's, 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 that, that, that's the that's point. Different. That's different. That's different. But. Yeah. He's never been elite though. He's never been elite. I'm going to I'm going to say this real quick before you go, Derek. I'm just going to say this. This is one of my favorite arguments in combat sports, which is athleticism is cheating. Like he's not as good as he theoretically should be at the quarterback position, but his athleticism gave him a platform to be elite. That's the argument that I think Matt is making. Please, Derek, go right ahead. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't care if that's the case. He's still the QB that was elite at one point. I'm not saying that he that he's elite all. now. At, it doesn't matter if 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 the athleticism is the is the reason why you're saying that, right? If 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 he was athletic QB that did a, a decent job throwing the ball, but he just commanded the field in a way that made defenses play. <laughs> you had to strategize for this guy. That's an elite player. He is an elite player. It's just that he's not. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe he. I'm sorry. Hold up. He was. He was a pretty good. He was a pretty good passer. Like, I don't. I don't want to sit here and act like he was. Like we're not. This is not Blaine Gabbert we're talking about here. 
Okay, like okay, yeah, we're not we're not gonna go that far, but yeah, there's a reason that he was MVP that year. I don't remember his numbers from that season, but there's a reason he was MVP. There's a reason he got to the Super Bowl. Now, did he flop in the Super Bowl? Yes, but that season was special. That was a special season. We're not gonna sit here and act like he was Carson Wentz. Don't do that. Wait, what do you mean? Like in terms of a Carson Wentz downgrade, or no? In terms like, of the fact the that that Wentz had only one good, se- like like one elite season that you can point to, and then everything else was kind of just like eh, it was a fall off after I really, that. I, honestly, I re- like I said, I really don't think he was a lead back in his MVP. I I really think that was just based on his overall stats, both rushing and passing wise. I re- like I, he was still considered maybe, elite, maybe this is just me. But I generally am just not impressed with him as a quarterback. And you have to imagine too, back in 2015, he was behind one of the best, one of the best defenses and one of the best running games who like knew how to utilize him. That was that. His offensive well, coordinator I mean, knew how to scheme him. You can, so, you can make yeah, the same case for Lamar and... Jackson then. What do you mean? You can make the same the, the same case for No, yeah, Ravens so, has hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, in terms of saying like he has this to lean on, he has that to lean on. Plus his athleticism and his and his throwing, I mean, like, I'm not saying they're the same player, but if you want to say like, Chris, last year were you not freaking out about the about the Ravens after all those injuries? A hundred percent, I was freaking out about the Ravens, but everything considered, I think he still played very very well. Yes, and I and and I I thought beforehand we were sitting here talking about it. Like a lot of people, a lot of people more so said that like we're we're making a case of Lamar not being this QB because of whatever weapon it was that he had or did not have, but he still did. He, he exceeded what those limits were. I think Cam exceeded what those limits were too, but I'm just saying like, I, I based on career numbers, you, you can a hundred percent make the argument that Cam Newton is actually a better passer than Lamar Jackson is like, that is a legitimate, a legitimate argument just to give some of the 2015 stats. I think this is, this is obviously the highlight of his career. Don't get me wrong. He actually yeah. threw for more yards in his rookie season than mm-hmm. he did in his MVP season. Mm-hmm. But this, it was the second most total yards for him. So let me just run down these stats real quick. Yeah. And then we'll move on because I don't know how the fuck we ended up here. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he had a 60% completion uh, percentage. He threw for 3,837 yards with 35 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. That's a really good rate. That's elite. I want to say that. Um, he also... <laughs> <laughs> he also he does they don't even have his running um stats here but his qbr for the season was 61.4 um and that was the highest uh second highest of his career actually so the numbers are there i would argue because of the, his down his decline in the last um i would say seven or so years uh this argument to me isn't even a crazy one like i kind of agreed with you initially before looking at the numbers matt um, I think his body of work, though, and and having, I think, over seven seasons, I counted, with more than 3,500 yards, that's a big marker to to, to mention. Um, so I, I ultimately, my conclusion is that he was elite, but I can entirely see why you came to that conclusion based off of the way he's played in the past couple of years, because he has come nowhere near to peak cam um, in the last oh. couple of years. Well, if the, but if as far as he's no longer elite. Oh, yeah, I'm no, my argument that. that he was never elite. Never elite, I know. Yeah, I know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Never. So that was very specific. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 No, he, he was I elite. disagree with that, too. But. 
what for, that that he was that he was never elite but but my my main point is I still 100% disagree with the fact that Baker Mayfield today is a is a worse fit than Cam in that offense. I'm not saying he's a worse fit, but I'm just saying there's no way that put it like this. Healthy Cam with what Baker is going to have this year. I think Cam would have cuz he has you have to remember he's also been in that offense more than the Baker, right? So if 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 Cam today was in that offense, I think he has a better shot of taking him further than Baker does this year. I disagree with that entirely. I, I he, have he, he's familiar he, with, the, with the playbook. Listen, Cam, right? Newton's, Cam Newton's Cam Newton's entire just being familiar with the playbook. I understand that, oh. but that's not in for professional football players. That's not as big as a hurdle as it should be. That's not as big as a marker. Now, let me just say this real quick: in four seasons in the NFL. Um, Baker Mayfield has averaged a 60% completion rating. Averaged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cam Newton's highest was 59 right. in a single season. Right. So as far as accuracy, as far as throwing the ball and being that quarterback, when you consider the dual threat, yes, there, there's more things to offer there. But as far as who is my QB in today's NFL, regardless of healthy Cam and what that means, what we have come to expect from Cam Newton, I would say 100% Baker Mayfield is the better pick and should be the better pick. But I mean, he's there. He is there. I'm just saying, like, I, I think, I think I've said this multiple times. I think Cam got a, got an unfair deal because uh, of situational things. I don't think what we saw the last two years is like the best we can get of Cam today. That's fair. Go ahead, man. Yeah. I, I don't know. I can't. I feel like obviously I don't want to stay on this topic any longer because we want to move on to the next team. But we could be the last word. Th- yeah, yeah. That this could be a conversation for another day. I'll I'll, I'll leave it like that. <laughs> I like it though. Honestly, I like it. And and when we started, I I was I was agreeing with you, but. Yeah, I think it's a little bit more recency bias. Shout out to to the dog yes. in the back holding it down, uh, yeah, keeping yeah. us on track, <laughs> look, keeping yeah. us on track. Yeah. Uh, so yes, what is Matt? Before we move on from the Panthers, because we have spent entirely too long talking about yeah. them. Um, yes. What is your final prediction for their record this season? Um, I say their upside is like seven and ten. Um, I really don't feel confident in Matt Rule as a head coach. Um, he should be on the hot seat soon. He should have been on the hot seat last season. I mean, you start off three and zero, and you only win two games for the rest of the season, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but defense, I really like their defense. So uh, I think J.C. Horn can very easily emerge as one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Now that he's coming off a broken foot uh, for last season, um, I know they lost uh, Stephon Gilmore, but you know a lot of nice pieces offensively, defensively that can help him out. I agree, and Stefan was someone that they picked up midseason because of that. So, mm-hmm. uh, really good points there. And uh, honestly, I think, I think they're they're on the fringe of the playoffs. So, looking forward to seeing how that pans out. But next up, the New Orleans Saints. Oh man, re-signed Jameis, signed Andy Dalton, the Red Mamba. Um, <laughs> <laughs> picked up Jarvis Landry. And then, obviously, the biggest one, um, getting Tyron Matthew and Marcus May, who is out here pistol-whipping fools. Um, he's in some legal troubles. Uh, hopefully, everything is okay with that situation. 
and whoever the fuck he pissed with because that's the most important thing. Um, not him being a dumbass. Um, and they have some notable losses. Obviously, Blake Bortles being one of them. Trevor Simeon going to the Bears. Ty Montgomery to the Patriots. Um, K- Kenny Stills, who is still not signed anywhere, but a notable name. Yeah, not yeah. not a notable production player, but yeah. Uh, Gary Griffin for the Lions, Teron Armstead to the Dolphins, Quan Alexander to the Jets, and then obviously Malcolm Jenkins retiring and losing Marcus Williams to the Ravens. So that was the biggest um, notable sort of a person that they lost out on. I'm really a fan of this team, man. I think we we talked about this a lot last season, Derek, that we like LASIK Jameis. Um, yes. He looked good out there. He was much more poised than he was in his time with the Buccaneers. And regardless of whether or not he has suspect decision-making, I think it's never been a question that that dude could throw the ball. Like, yes, he can throw yes, the ball. Yes, yes. Um, so um, looking forward to seeing what he can do with some more time in this offense, uh, being the guy. Um, and I think they've put themselves in a good position, too, with um, drafting Chris Chris Olave and getting Michael Thomas back. Obviously, Alvin Kamara, always a steady Eddie on that front, too. So mm-hmm. I think their offense is going to be really potent this year, and that adds to what has always been a very strong defense. Um, obviously, they lost some pieces, and there's some new people coming in, so it may take a little bit to gel. Uh, but I'm a really fan of uh, a fan of what they have going on. I think they're not going to be, spoiler alert, the one that wins this division. Um, but I think they're in the running and they're going to be a really good team. So uh, this one is honestly one of the tougher ones. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to lock in 10 and seven. Yeah. I hate to continue to piggyback off your picks, but I'm doing 10 as well. I think to be completely honest, I think they're going to have to rely on their offense a little more this year than they, than their defense. Because I mean, that safety position took a big hit this this offseason. Yeah. That's I'm ironic. a big fan of the honey badger, but I agree. It's yeah. a hit, though. It's ironic. <laughs> yeah, ironic is a bit overrated in some respects, too. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean how so? You got you can't just you can't just <laughs> how so, bro. <laughs> I mean, I have to look more, I had to look more at more at his highlights, obviously, but I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of what, of what I've seen, like whenever he makes a mistake in which he's just not covering people properly or there's a miscommunication on what their defensive scheme is supposed to be, he immediately points at his teammates for not doing his job. Mm-hmm. He tends to do a lot of finger pointing. So I'm not saying he doesn't have any skills whatsoever, and maybe that's more of the kind of person he is rather than his actual playmaking ability. So maybe that, again, probably a bit of bias creeped in there, but um I just don't think he can single-handedly hold down the four in that safety position. Because uh, like, yeah. like you both said, it, it took a huge, a huge hit in that secondary. And he lost Gardner Johnson uh, to the Eagles, too. And he was one of the best nickel, nickelbacks. Derek, uh, thank, the, thank the Saints uh, for that. <laughs> for that oh, I do. Um, I do. Yeah, so I'd probably go – I think their upside is like – I'd probably go 11 and 6. Um, I don't mean to piggyback off of your picks, but even say 10 and 7. Uh, I think the offense is going to uh, have to take a huge progression forward, uh, which it will. I mean, they no longer have Ian Book or uh, Trevor Simeon as their quarterbacks anymore. So, you know, James is back. I think they'll be fine. Yeah. Scary thing about this team, though, is they're one Jameis injury away from being a six and eight, uh, six and uh, eleven team. So it's a it's a yeah. scary scary proposition. 
Uh, but the upside if, is there for sure. On both if sides he of the ball. if he does get injured, Cam Newton is a very viable option, bro. I think you should sign with the Raiders. Separate, <laughs> but anyways, I'm sorry. I I think Cam makes a, a lot of sense down there if that that were to happen. I had to mute myself for the laughing just because I I love you to death, Derek. It's just every every time we're running down these teams, you're like, I don't know, this might be the one for Cam or Cap. I don't I've know. Given up on Cap. One. I've given up on Cap. I've given up on Cap. Okay, okay. Yeah, I've given up on Cap. Cam, reminding you about the bet really soured it, huh? No, 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 no. <laughs> I actually forgot about the bet. Uh, it's that he didn't get any like really like offers this offseason. If he if he did do tryouts, um, there's no one signed him at this point. I this this is not happening. It's yeah. not happening. So, for sure. But all right, we move on to the final uh, team in this division, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This list is extremely long. I'm just going to truncate it by saying they got Tom Brady back, which is <laughs> fucking ridiculous at this point. <laughs> uh, let's be real. Um, got Giovanni Bernard, uh, re-signed Leonard Fournette, signed Russell Gage, re-signed, well, franchise tagged uh, Godwin, signed Julio Jones, signed Kyle Rudolph, which I didn't even realize until yeah, just now. It's a good, yeah. it's a sneaky good move. Um Acquired Shaq Mason, which is good considering a lot of what they lost is on the offensive line. Um, Aaron Stinney resigned, which is good. Uh, Ryan Jensen resigned, which is good. Um, so a lot of good moves to try to shore up what they lost, uh, but what they lost is significant. Um, Ronald Jones going over to the Chiefs, OJ Howard going to the Bills, um, Alex Kappa to the Bengals, uh, and then another one of their guards retired. Um, obviously, G JPP still not on a different team yet, or in Dominican Sioux, but um, it's notable. Uh, Richard Sherman, these are all sort of vets that are on their way out, so it makes sense. Uh, but also lost Jordan Whitehead to the Jets, as well as Bradley Pinion to the Falcons. So um, a lot of turnover, but I mean, and also Gronk retiring too. So a lot mm -hmm. of turnover, but I would say um, you got Tom Brady. This is a well-oiled machine at this point uh, between all the supplements uh, and what they already have. Uh, this should yeah. be a really, a really high-powered offense. Um, and I don't really think they lose a beat just with all the receivers that they added. Uh, you plug and play people, whoever, wherever you can. Um I'm interested to see how their defense looks. I think that's the biggest question mark coming into this season. Uh, but at the same time, I think they're known for being uh, adept at plugging guys in in those spots and finding talent. Um, so I'm really intrigued by this team. Um, it's hard to give a Tom Brady team, Tom Brady led team, a record le with less than 12 wins. Uh, mm. So I'm going to say 12 and five. I will say. Um... Another question mark is their center position. I think they've, I think they've, yep. uh, two of them have already gone down. Um, and I don't know, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think that might be a season ending uh, injuries to both. Um, sure. So that's a question to me is, is their line, their offensive line uh, in general, um, how that's going to hold up. Um, I want to say 12, but I think I might say 11. Got you. I, I almost walked it back too. Good, good, 
good vibes. Good vibes. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, man? Yeah, I probably do twelve and five. It's just those offensive line hits are very concerning, especially when you have a forty-five year old man mm-hmm. still playing football. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Julio he, Jones out there too. <laughs> yeah, and Julio Jones. Um, but you know, at least Russell Gage is in the mix now too. Uh, I think you have mm-hmm. a breakout season that. You know they utilize them correctly, but I'll, I'll say twelve and five. The, the refs are on Brady's side anyway, so they'll probably get away with three free wins for sure. Get you away know. with murder as always. Yeah, as always at this point. Oh man, <laughs> I just want to say real quick before we move on. Um, if there's one player in the recent NFL history that you can get on that Tom Brady supplement program, who who would it be to transform their career? and keep them as young as they were 10 years ago. On the Tom Brady supplements, who would that player be for you? Do you have to be an active player? (laughs) Active or recently active that's getting older, um, on a decline, that needs a little boost. You know what I mean? That kind of player. Jason Peters. That's a good one. That's a real good one. Yeah. I like his, that. His decline started like five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's still good. He's still good, but yeah, good. The decline. The decline. No, he's not. <laughs> he's 40 years he's old. A... That dude, he should be retired. I don't know. He still thinks he can play. He thinks he's Tom Brady. It's the knowledge. It's the knowledge. I don't care about the knowledge. The he knowledge. thinks he's Tom Brady at the left tackle. That's the problem. <laughs> and and Dallas is signing him, uh, 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 which I don't understand why. They're they're officially in hell. <laughs> like I think, I think if if you have Jason Peters to your left, you know what's actually better to, than than Jason Peters right now. Nobody, because at least you can you see somebody that? coming toward you. <laughs> 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 at least he's not blocking the view. Like That's hilarious, dude. He can't. He's his lateral movement is horrible. So yeah, okay. Jason Peters, hand down. I did uh, not expect the uh, offensive lineman to be the answer to that question, but I love it. Go ahead. Sorry. Man. <laughs> Yeah, probably probably AP or Julio, because uh, I love to see him at their prime again. Um, I didn't really get into football until this past season, anyways. So it kind of sucks that I wasn't there. Yeah, w- like watching them, you know, break off these crazy runs, or you know, Julio coming down with these insane catches. You know, it's kind of like my biggest regret. Yeah, not watching sure. football until recently. For me, this guy is not recent but um him him leaving the league is has always been sad for me so to see him make a, a comeback out of nowhere would be dope uh calvin johnson i think he's one, one of my favorite players to watch uh, back in the day uh, i think that that's a real good shout there but anyway uh we're gonna take a quick break uh get a get some time to regather our thoughts and then we're gonna finish things off in the nfc west um and then go into our week one predictions for this season so really looking forward to it we'll be right back <laughs> 